Rings in the pool, so nice and cool, so murderously sweet. Shana, shana rings under my wings, so murderously sweet. Oh, hey, Rylight, you sound like you're excited about mastery rings. I have a problem, though. You, you don't have enough gold for rings, do you? You have money. <laughs> Can you uh, help me get the shiny rings? I can't give you gold in the game. They have to fix this. <laughs> you have enough gold. Because I need my rings. I need my shinies. Royalite, are you okay? Must have precious. My precious. Welcome to Q for Fun. This week, there are some shiny new rings. There are some changes to maps we might want to pay attention to. We want to also introduce you to Not Belial, and we are going to get BlizzCon predictions that are important from a fairy dragon, as I will be asking Royalite to look into her sparkly reflection and tell us what Sprite Darters and Moonshimmer Drakes are all aflutter about. Royalite is currently dry-aging some Uther for a surprise guest next, next week, no spoilers, and Anne is just trying to find some time to play the game. So let's queue up. All right, um... Let's start with what we always try to start with is where we're doing in Storm League. Royalite, you hit gold one finally and got your 50 wins. Woohoo! So, uh, interestingly enough, when I had said in game to my teammates when I was like, yay, I got my 50 wins, people weren't really realizing the significance of this. People just thought that the quest line just gave you gold. And so this is another PSA announcement that you need those 50 wins if you want the end of season rewards. So that's the mm -hmm. portrait uh, and the mount, you know, the uh, the good stuff. Yeah, and you got a little less, just a little over a month to get that. So make sure you're getting on it and queuing up in Storm League. And if you need help queuing up, there are lots of fun people looking for a good time. Unfortunately, I'm still sitting at 28 wins, and I've been having a rough time getting games in. It's been a hard October. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry about that. I wish I could take some of the load off for yeah, you. We're not. We're not talking about any of my October on the podcast tonight. I do have to bring it up though because it is somewhat important, and it's why you're probably going to get two episodes back to back, like. Because edit, finding time to edit is so hard. But anywho, um, I am still having a great time playing the game. I've been working quite a bit in Unranked trying to fill up my roster. Because when I've only got time to play one or two games, I don't want to spend a lot of... I don't want to risk rank points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, I always find it nice to sit down and like do a QM warm-up game and then go into rank. And if you just have time for one game, you know... You also want to just maybe relax and uh, let some frustrations out. You don't want to have to be like strategizing or, you know, overthinking things, you know, you just want to well, have wanna, fun. I want to ask a couple questions about your 50 wins. Who have you mostly been maining? I mean, oh. who's, who's been your Storm League buddy? Wow, that, that's a good question. I'm actually going to have to go check. And the reason being is... This, uh, sorry, I'm gonna have to. I'm looking it up now. Okay, good, because I'm like, uh, so I don't know. I've got, I've got your Storm League this season up. You, uh, right now, you've, you've gone, uh, you've got, you're just about even, and your, your top winning hero with more than one game, because you've got one win with Gul'dan, one win with Rainer, one with Anduin, is Lily eight and one. Yeah, I've been. Uh, and actually, that's because I was with a group, mm -hmm. and we were playing a comp that consisted of Lily, or just you know, you I I play a lot of the support. So if they had a melee heavy team, of course you counter with Lily. Uh, but yeah, I've I've been actually really all over the place. Uh, yeah, in let's past... let's talk about this just a little bit because there are some surprises on here. So. I'm going to mention each surprise, and I want you to tell me, you know, why. So, under Lili, your next highest uh, win rate hero with the most games played 
is very in three and I know. Oh, I know. What were you doing? <laughs> well, and and again, this is because I'm not playing solo. I'm playing with other people that I'm queuing up with in voice. And they're like, hey, Roy, like, we're going to do this. Can you fit into it? And and Varian, I can play. I can play Varian. I don't make Here a very go. good Smash Varian, but I I play Smash Varian and Twin Blades Varian. And after that is a, a kind of expected Orphea at eleven and six. Mm -hmm. And then we have Brightwing uh, after that with six and five. You're not getting as much mile out of yourself as usual. Well, um, I, I'm I'm glad that I'm in the positive with mm -hmm. myself because you, admittedly in the past I've struggled with the recent changes still getting used to them and now I want to bring up the three big shockers the the the, the third biggest shocker is you're struggling for Mephisto to find his place now if no one's ever played with you you are god tier level Mephisto and yet your Mephisto in Storm League is yeah. 13 yeah it's um I, I think that he does really well in QM and also I've been I've more I played Mephisto when I was soloing mm -hmm. and he's I, I would do a ton of damage in those games just you know but I just I couldn't do enough to carry those games yeah so like Mephisto... he's he needs He's, a finisher to go with him or he right, needs to finish with his alt. Right. And yeah. I just could not get them to that point. And so what I think it is really is I don't draft Mephisto well. So it, it is on me. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't fit into the comps that I pick him for. So I want to move to this to the second biggest surprise. Your struggles with Deckard Kane for Yeah. <laughs> And how how bad? Oh my gosh, yeah. And how's so, what's what's the struggle with Deckard in in a drafted environment? I love the old man. Um, I was on a huge losing streak with him. He was the unfortunate product of that. See, it, it's funny because like the the lower half here are all the heroes, at, at, and ignore the Uther pick no, 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 that you spoiled it. <laughs> no, I was getting ahead of it because I knew you were going to go there. Ignore the Uther pick. Yes. Okay, so let's it. let's say it. <laughs> Royalite picked Uther one time in Stormlight. It was not. By, it was not my choice. It, my team was like, play Uther, and this was not a team that I queued with. This was a team that was like, we're, we we want to try. They wanted to try and do a setup with Uther, and so I I went with it. Um, but he. It did not work. The game did not work in our yeah. favor. Uther works, and, and not that we ever want to praise Uther, but Uther really needs to be in the doubles where he's playing more reserve. He's not a solo healer. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's my problem is I'm not used to that play style. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the last few games I played was actually dual healer. Uther, um, Uther, Lily, I think I played, mm -hmm. and it was just crazy. Like Lily is a high damage character, surprisingly high mm -hmm. DPS, and so like Uther stunning them and the healing between Uther and Lily, and then Lily adding in that damage just helps get those kills. So, so Uther was actually my troll surprise. The biggest surprise here though on this list is that you played a ranked game with a Nubarak. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't remember that one. <laughs> She's locked it from her mind. I it didn't so. happen. It didn't happen. She never takes. She doesn't I know. want to tank. I, All right. I mean, I I tell people right off the bat when I solo queue, I'm like, you really don't want me to tank, but if I have to tank, I will tank. Uh, but yeah, my look, I have zero percent win rate on tanks. Yep. So seventy-five percent win rate with bruisers, which is that's really... just variant. That's just variant. Yeah. So let's just let I, I just want to I just want to point out you have a really diverse spread of heroes. You do focus a little bit on mages and healers, but you're also you know pretty solid on them. I mean, Jaina and 
Rhaegar and a whole bunch of other things just like in really good places. I'm curious why you don't play Raynor more because he's so good in the meta right now. Is it just that he, you don't think to draft him because he's boring? Uh, yeah, or other people draft auto attackers. Um, mm. I, I mean, when I played him, I was like, oh, wow, I should play Rainer more. Uh, he isn't one that I think of playing, but yeah, I agree. He is someone that, you know, if you like to play range DPS, uh, yeah. that he is a, a go-to. Um, the Gul'dan pick was on Braxis Holdout, which um, he's just amazing at clearing the waves. Um Rex's holdout is like my highest win rate map. And that has been like consistently apparent. And I never knew, but apparently I do really well on that map. Yeah. I had a similar realization. Uh, um, uh, I want to say it was with Nazebo um, that I just really managed to do very well with Nazebo, especially since I've finally given up doing uh spider build and just gone straight toads which i didn't mm. want to do because toads build toads build seems so cheap and i like the skill shot requirement of doing spider build well but toads build is just so good it is and it's hard to avoid toads you should yeah. just do toads and just give up and do toads and just be happy i just dominated a braxis game with it and it was just fantastic um, okay, so that's where we're at. And when I hit my 50 wins, I'm going to let Royal Light grill me on my, uh, on my performance. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do your breakdown. She'll do me dirty. It'll yeah, because, wow, you, you, like, got me on the spot here and, it's like, fun times. shared my secrets. Yeah, and I think, that, I think that, I think that, that the, the takeaway from this is that one of the ways that you can do well and climb and have a good time it's just play the things that are, that you like that you're good at. You're not playing a whole lot there that you're not comfortable with, and probably talking in draft, just saying, "Hey, this is what I'm. This is what I'm not." Yeah, I I mean I'm playing such a diverse array, just because of you know the group I queue with. They already have a healer. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well I can do the damage, and they're happy with that. So, uh. That, that's why things are the way they are. And I'm not normally when I solo, I'm always support, but I've been finding this season that I don't know. I feel like every, every, every season support gets harder and harder to carry with. Yeah. I'm getting to a point where I'd really like to find a tank to pair with and just play URL. But that's another story mm -hmm. for another day. We need to move on to the Brightwing News Network. And we have oh wait, is that my line or your line? Uh it's either one of our lines, but let's just go. Okay, ahead well you, and, you, you and take let me it. announce let me announce coming from the desk of the, your favorite fairy dragon and we have our ace reporter Brightwing, aka Royalite, telling us all the news you need to know. Okay. Uh we have mastery rings. <laughs> they cost five thousand gold. And you can get them starting at level 15 and then again at level 25. I was really wondering, like, are there different colors? Like, what's this whole green and blue rings? Very simple. The blue ring is when it's a teammate that has a mastery ring. And the green ring is when it's on your hero. So there's no, like, different kinds. It's just um, if it's you or not. Yeah. I, so, Anne, tell us how you feel about the Mastery Rings. The Mastery Rings are okay. I am not enthralled by this because, me, this is information I don't necessarily want the other team to have. I don't want the other team to know what my level of a particular hero is. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I want to walk in there and I want them to think that I'm a, I'm a noob tank. So they're going to dive me. Did you not wear any mastery skins for the same reason? No, I didn't wear most of the mastery skins because the mastery skins all sucked. And the people mm -hmm. who like mastery skins, Garrett, Kyle, Jeff Kanata, are all wrong. Well, they're wrong. I, well, and I have to say that 
um i kind of felt the same way about mastery skins mm -hmm. like when i saw someone with the mastery skin i would be like oh you're supposed to know how to play that character and when they didn't know how to play that character it was like what did you get that skin in ai like these, yep. these aren't really about mastery which is there were level. there were two master there are two standout mastery skins and i wear one of them mm -hmm. and that's murky's mastery skin where he's got the high tops on that one is great. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's cute. There's a lot of fun with it. The other mastery skin that I like is Thrall's mastery skin, where he's the world shaman from Cataclysm onward, which I really like that look. But the mm -hmm. rest of the mastery skins are, let's add spikes. Okay, well, let's stay focused on the rings. Rings. Let's get back to the rings. Yes. Okay, I am okay with the rings. I understand the need that a gold sink has to exist. As of and this your, moment, and your massive gold whore is proof of that. My massive gold whore, horde. Okay, <laughs> I am human uh, words. I am such a gold whore, and wow, oh my god, the <laughs> number of mailboxes I have danced on, you would not, I could tell stories for hours. Anywho, I, I find it funny that you're reveling in that. I find that so funny. <laughs> Hashtag life goals. Um, but right. no. There needs to be gold sinks and there needs to be things that you can do with gold. So right now you can buy a mastery ring for any character that you've gotten to level 15 starting at 5,000 gold. That's not my problem. My problem is that gold currency, because currently you can turn gold into shards and use shards to build things, but it takes 2,000 gold to get 100 shards, 10,000 gold to get 500 shards, and that is just way too expensive. And I think that I think that the currency system gold is not that valuable. The only thing gold is really useful for right now in game, as far as you know, any kind of usefulness, as far as I'm concerned, is new heroes and the occasional gold mount that comes. You mm -hmm. can also buy if you if you look at the um, you go into oh, collection. There's the a couple announcers. of announcers. Right, you're right. I've forgotten about that. Buy for gold because you yeah. can buy Blackheart. You can buy Cloaken. And I think that's those are the ones you can buy for gold. Is every oh wait, hold on a second. You can buy the Athena announcer and Overwatch for gold. Yeah. You can buy yeah. uh Alarian uh, and Diablo for gold. Yeah, there's definitely a couple, but I, I get what you're saying. Like there's it's, not many gold sinks. There needs to be a gold sink. This is a cool little nifty feature that if you like it, you can grind your gold up and it's a way to dress your character up. And it also solves the problem with mastery skins that I brought up. You can show your mastery without wearing an ugly freaking skin that probably shouldn't exist in the game. Okay, so, but what about having... Okay, I'm, I'm okay with it costing gold and level requirements and all this other stuff. It would be actually nice if the mastery skin actually demonstrated somehow your mastery. Yeah, if you got it for playing ranked games or if you got it from playing drafted games or mastery and quick match for one tricking, that would be way more interesting. Or, But you... would that flip side kind of promote bad behavior of one tricking? No. Because one tricking isn't bad behavior. If you're really good at playing one thing and you go into a drafted environment, you say to that draft, I am really good at X. Please let me do this. Trust me. And if you manage to prove it, that's not bad behavior. If all you want to do, if all you want to do is one trick Nova and quick match, that's how you want to enjoy the game. We should encourage that. It might suck for people who hate Nova. And by the way, if you hate Nova, you're just wrong. But... <laughs> Well, isn't that like putting one person's interest ahead of four others who then have to draft around your hero to make it work? Like I went into a ranked game and had someone who insisted on being hammer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll look at this person's hammer because some hammers are pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, this hammer had for ranked of the season, my favorite number, this seems to be like whatever bad hero seems to get a win percent around 38, mm -hmm. <laughs> a 38% hammer. And I was just like, okay, we have to build around this hammer who yep. wants to play hammer. And, and so I, I feel though. like, here's, here's the thing though. 
I see what you're saying, and I see why there's a concern with it. There's always going to be positive and negative examples. Ultimately, you can't stop people who are going to one-trick, unless you're going to ban them. Unless you're going to ban their hero, and then they're going to tilt, and then they're going to they're going to pick Sylvanas and just feed. Okay, well, I guess I'm trying to say is I, I wonder if there could be some sort of, like, trial thing where you perform some difficult AI mastery, like KTZ combo being pulled off in, you know, kind of like a training ground type thing. Here's my suggestion. Here's my actual suggestion for mastery skins before you went off on the one tricking. That you can get get mastery rings. You can get mastery rings for the following things. You can get an AI mastery ring for racing. Racing? You, yes, there's there's a thing that you can do in AI where you try to kill the core as fast as, as oh, possible. Oh, okay. And so you look for you look for strats to race. And so you can get a mastery skin for AI race or mastery mastery ring for AI racing. You get a mastery uh ring in quick match for one tricking for having a high enough win percentage on a character in quick match. You get Actually, that for soloing and for team you, comping. You hit on something right mm-hmm. there. Win percentage, that, yes. That wouldn't affect anyone. So, like, if you have a hero that you want to get a mastery ring on, and it just be, yeah, it'd be based on win percentage. So, if you and, want to get, and like... the same an, thing in unranked and the same thing in, in drafted... In, in, in ranked, you'd get your rings for win percentage. You'd still have to buy them with gold, but they'd be awarded to you for win percentage and not for level. Yeah, and, and maybe it could be like you activate a quest where you play can play at any time, offer on 25 QM games with a hero, mm-hmm. and you have to get a certain win percentage of those 25 games in order to earn your mastery ring i like that because that doesn't force everyone to play around the one tricks in ranked the problem and with it, master skins and the problem with 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 mastery rings is they're level based and the level tells you nothing right which is why i like the our idea of a quest of 25 games where you have to prove yourself by getting a certain win percentage like you know 75 percent and here's the thing if you fail that quest you have to do it over again from the beginning right with like a cooldown so you can't just like get a winning streak and get it and be like i got lucky but i also think i also think there's a large part of the community that just plays ai and there are so many like challenges you could throw into ai where you can people to go well, in there and just have and, a good and time isn't that, isn't that achievements and you know i i have to say i think we've come full circle here and we're just going off on other topics yep no i think that's i think that's something that needs to happen though if we really want to build this game this is a good start there's good stuff in the idea of mastery rings but they're tied to the wrong thing and they're not diverse enough mm-hmm but they want a gold sink. Mm-hmm. So and it could still be a gold sink. It could still be a gold. You could still you, after you complete the quest, but, you could still have to spend gold on it. Right. No, but it right now it's a gold sink in that it's mm-hmm. based by level. Yep. And so anyone can dump their gold into this that has just spent enough time in the yep. game. And now, so like maybe there could be like uh well I guess you have your mastery taunts which you just get those by by default right exactly but it it would be it would be nice if those mastery taunts one didn't pause your character and two were tied to a quest how do you feel about that i think that's fine so i'm just doing a quick bit of math here one second um let's see you have 55 Golden characters, five thousand oh, gold per ring. You need two hundred seventy-five thousand gold. Yeah, I'm never 
going to get the mastery rings. I'm just going to, I just want to focus on get my characters gold mm-hmm. and then uh, collecting all the fun skins. Yep. Like I lost a ton of gold buying mastery skins mm-hmm. and then mastery skins were just like things you could get in a loot box. For 100 shards or 75 shards, some of them. All right. We've spent enough time on Mastery Rings. Uh, I think it's a good system initially. I hope they build on it. I hope they do more with it. I just think that right now it's a gold sink and it's a little unimaginative. Let's move on yeah. to... Um, there's no more streaming on the Battle.net app. This is really quick. It's Woohoo! Yes. Expensive. Yes. I, I do want to let people know about this because even if you didn't connect your Battle.net to Facebook it still would bog down your system. So that was really frustrating. So if you were experiencing lag issues or, uh, you know, uh, latency issues, uh, you had to go in and like, you know, do the steps to disconnect this. And so now it's gone by Facebook. No one wanted to stream to you anyway. Good God. No streaming to Facebook was awful. Um, stories to tell about that if I ever do a wrestling podcast. But other than that, moving on, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the subtle changes to Sky Temple. Yes, yeah, so I was in on the PTR with uh, the Blizzard team. I think I talked about this in another podcast in one of our podcasts, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole map was like kind of tintish like a a rosy hue uh just for the beginning and then someone asked the devs like what's that about and they said something that was just not anything that uh triggered a like oh that's really interesting it seemed like pretty generic at the time and i just i i forgot about it I have no idea what they said in response. But then looking on Reddit, you know, they're talking about these different colors and uh, the earthquake. And is this earthquake a bug? Which on Reddit, the devs have said it's a bug, but other people are thinking maybe not a bug. Maybe Deathwing. That's, you know, what is shaking screens and changing colors remind you of? Well, let's be honest. Um, Let's talk about the Sky Temple changes. The Sky Temple changes were made specifically to make ground visual effects stand out. It's such as KT's Flame Strike. People were having a hard time seeing it because Sky Temple was so bright and these bright visual effects were difficult to see. Now, maybe I'm misremembering. Isn't it like the color changes only for a little bit and then they disappear? Yes and no. Because if you're going Sky Temple right now, it's very dark. Sky Temple's at night now. And mm. it and the, the circles light up now. So it gets bright on the points when you hold them. But, gotcha. Yeah. So Sky Temple is a, is a very different... It's kind of the same way that Dragonshire was changed too. And Dragonshire got a big update, which it needed. Okay. Well, needless to say, there's a lot of questions about whether these are bugs or features or corrections or is something else coming. And I just want you to say, like, what these types of bug features sort of remind you of. Mm. Deathwing. Well, why? Well, the Cataclysm cinematic when Deathwing was shaking all the ground and all that stuff, thats it kind of makes Wait, you think... didn't you play WoW during this time? I did. And what was happening? Deathwing would show up and scorch just a random zone and everyone would die. Don't you... Okay, don't you remember the shaking? Like, yeah. if you were at the auction house and it would shake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's why I think a lot of people are... Well, let's, let's face it, though. Deathwing, Deathwing's not coming to the game. Well, we, we talked about this, and I had mentioned to you before how it's like Half-Life 3. I don't think 
Deathwing's going to be able to live up to the hype and up to people's expectations. So why even try? Yeah. Like they would have to make him crazy OP and that just breaks the game. It's like, like he'd have to be a dragon all the time and never turn into human form. And you just can't do that in this game. I mean, we already know that. Okay. So what's fun and what's not? Well, moving on. <laughs> we're moving on from talking about Deathwing. Um, so we're doing a BlizzCon edition. It's the first of two BlizzCon features that we're doing. We'll talk about the other one at almost the end of the show. Right now, every other podcast is doing their BlizzCon predictions, what they think is going to happen. And all of these podcasts are done with a horrible human bias because honestly, ugh, we here at Q for Fun do not believe in the human bias media that's put out there for other Blizzard podcasts. So we're going to ask important questions about BlizzCon that can only be answered by a fairy dragon. So we're going and to send... I, and I don't know these questions ahead of time, so I'm well, being put on the spot. But this is not like a quiz. I'm not keeping score. By the way, Royal, you're losing. Um, <laughs> I know. But this is this is this is Royalite telling us not what BlizzCon will be, but what BlizzCon should be. And let's start out with the most important feature of BlizzCon, and that is the food. Oh, Royalite, you got my BlizzCon, attention. BlizzCon needs to have good food trucks outside. Uh huh. There's as you walk out the Anaheim Convention Center Hall, there's a big food truck serving the best food, what are they serving you? Is, is this really a question? This is really my question. Okay, well, I guess... What should, what should BlizzCon have for food trucks? This is like, what color is the sky? Of course! Uther, and all the, like, taco Uther, or mm-hmm. um, brisket Uther, or... Not really much of a hot dog Uther fan. Well, but, there are parts you know, of Uther that would be stuck to the bone, and you could scrape that off and put it in a casing. I mean, what else are you going to use Uther's entrails for? Well, yeah, I, I'm just saying that I'm not the biggest fan of that, but now, I am now, always willing to try Uther in its many forms at least once. Now, the the other question is, you know, we need not we. We, we cannot live just on meat alone. We're fae. So we have to also have some sweets. So next door to the Uther food truck, which is serving Uther sliders, Uther tacos, barbecued pulled Uther, what is our sweet spot? What, what, what is being served in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the dessert truck next to the Uther truck? Oh, uh, nectar, honey, and berries. All right. That is very good. I think that, I think that, all fey creatures uh, can can get behind this. Uh, fairies and fairy dragons alike. I think this would actually decrease the human population at BlizzCon, which is exactly what we need. More fey <laughs> need to show up. All right, we go into the convention hall. We go into the convention hall. And again, we need food outside, but we also need food inside. And one of the things that's famous at BlizzCon is ice cream. So mm. what flavor of ice cream are they going to serve inside the convention hall this year? And it needs to be a new flavor, one that not currently exists. I'll go with a um, fairy dragon favorite of Moonberry. Moonberry ice cream needs to be served at this con. Mm-hmm. And it, yes. is, it is human bias that is keeping Moonberry uh, ice cream from being served at BlizzCon. And we've had enough of this human bias. All right, you're heading into the main hall to watch to watch the presentation. Who who should actually be on the BlizzCon poster? Oh, uh, Brightwing. Yeah. So let's take a look at the BlizzCon poster. If you haven't seen it, the BlizzCon art has Mechaterial, Boring, Sylvanas, Eh, Tracer, Eh. Some person from StarCraft we don't care about. And eh. Ali Starseeker from Hearthstone. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> like and that. the male barbarian from Diablo. <laughs> Who cares? So, Who cares? Okay, so, 
So your poster would be me and the gal from Hearthstone. Yeah, I think I think that. Well, she's she's a druid. Okay, I'll be willing to share the stage with one other person. So Brightwing and Lee Starseekers, all we. So already, already we're improving BlizzCon. Blizzard, we're giving you the golden ideas here. You want to turn around what's your your PR. This is what you need. Brightwing, Elise Starseeker, you're done. Finished. <laughs> All right. So the presentation begins. Um, J. Allen Brack gets up there and starts talking. He's probably going to get booed this year. It's unfortunate. But the very first person comes out to represent one of the games. What game do they come out to represent, and what do they know? Oh, well... I'm always interested in what's happening back at home. And so I would really like to see a Warcraft expansion based on the Emerald Dream. So we need an Emerald Dream expansion. Blizzard, if the next expansion isn't Emerald Dream, expect another one of those protests outside of your Anaheim offices. We're just saying. I have multiple signs ready to go. One says... Uh, free the dream and another says drink moonberry juice all right so we've got a bunch of things that we can do once we're at blizzcon i'm gonna pull up the uh, blizzcon map here in just a second so let's see blizzcon map you know i don't use use maps well i'm gonna tell you some places that you're that that you could you could phase shift to Okay. So yeah. We have, we're 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 going to go off of the main grid where all the halls are with the esports because there's no heroes esports. So screw you. And we have the following places where you can go. We have a Blizzard arcade, and I'm going to try and blow this up so I can read it. Okay. And the Blizzard arcade has a whole bunch of demos and stations and things like that starcraft 2 demo warcraft orcs and human demo warcraft 2 demo warcraft reforged general it has a rock and roll racing demo and if and blizzard if brightwing is not is not a uh, featured driver in rock and roll racing that game's just gonna fail <laughs> all so, right and uh, but let me give the rest of the places that you can that you can phase shift to first we have the inclusion nexus which i think is something about blizzard diversity and we have the Dark Moon Fair. Mm. Where are you going to phase shift to first? The Blizzard uh, Arcade, the Inclusion Nexus, or the Dark Moon Fair? Th- this is a really hard choice. I really like the Dark Moon Fair, but I really like rainbows. Mm. So, where to first? And there's a bridge between the two of them. Well, I can visit both, right? Yeah. But where did you okay. go first? Well, I'm I'm going to visit the Dark Moon Fair because I hear you got to get in on those pins and the pin trading mm-hmm. before they run all out. So I'm, I'm going to go there first. All right. I think that's a good idea. Then you can go to the Exclusion Nexus. And then let's go back to the BlizzCon schedule for just a second because there's a lot of stuff going on in BlizzCon, which might be fun to do. So let's talk about murder. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and let's do talk they have about a a murder panel. If only they did. Now it might be one of the fan panels run somewhere else, and it's not on the official schedule. You know, if okay. you put that on the official schedule, people start to lose their minds because murder is oh, bad yeah. in human society. Yeah, you know, murder is so, bad. Whatever. But let's talk about the virtual kind of murder that you can do in either the Warcraft uh, uh, Mythic Dungeon Invitational, the Warcraft Arena. Uh, finals, the Hearthstone Global Finals, or the WCS uh, StarCraft II uh, Finals. Where so, do you think the best murder is going to be watched? Okay, I, I just want to interject really quickly. Mm-hmm. I did not know this was going to be a Choose Your Own Adventure BlizzCon. It always is. Okay, so uh, the question is where I go next? Where are you going to go next to see the best murdering? Do you think it's going to be Hearthstone, Warcraft Dungeons, Warcraft Arenas, or StarCraft? Oh, I'll go with Warcraft Arenas. Okay, classic murder. 3v3 murder. So, 
Warcraft. Any particular reason for Warcraft murders? Oh, well, because it's my kind of murdering. Mm. I'm I'm not so much in the murdering in Hearthstone. It's kind of like fantasy murder. And StarCraft is like this mechanical murder. And uh, there's actual fighting of heroes, you could say, in Arena. And not so much in that mythic dungeon, which is like against creatures and stuff. Okay. And let's talk about just two more things really quickly. There are, if you look at the floor map outside, there are two hotels nearby. Actually, three. There's the Sheraton, the Hilton, and the Marriott. Where's the best place to rest your wings if you're a fairy dragon? Well, I, I'm I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to go back home because okay. I can phase shift. But I, when do I get to go to the rainbow place? Oh, you, you, you whenever you're done with the Dark Moon Fairy, just go across the bridge. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, what's there? Oh, whatever you want to be there. They haven't okay. said. They just say it's the inclusion nexus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I well, think... it, I mean, it's the nexus, so I'm like really hopeful, curious about it. Like, all right. One, one last question. Last year, Blizzard sank to a new low by having the band Train play at their at at, at their closing ceremonies. Train was so eloquently described. Um, by uh, Garrett Weinzerl in the instance as the band your mom is to because she thinks Maroon 5 is too edgy. Mm. Yeah. What horrible decision in bands is Blizzard going to drop on us this week? You know, here's the thing. Like, I know that it's this big, it's this big event of nerds. And I, I feel so bad for like these celebrities or these big name bands or whatever that try and come into like a game they probably never played or people they would probably not really be friends with not because they're whole uh not because they're bad people or anything but just that they don't have anything in common you know i'm gonna disagree with you there because they've had in the past bands like tenacious d Foo Fighters and Blink-182 that are made up entirely of nerds. Yeah, I mean, and I, I agree with those. And I was going to say Weird Al Yankovic. But they've already had him. I know. he. You can have him again. Okay. But I, the question was, what band is, has... is Blizzard going to have that's going to disappoint us? Oh, well, I, I don't know. Like, that's that's human culture and stuff. And, like, I don't know. Bonus question. Go watch the concert or Cotton Candy. Cotton Candy. I'm, I'm not going to bother with the concert. Exactly. And that is what BlizzCon should look like if it had been designed by a fairy dragon. Now, if we were all going to like get together and form a fairy ring and start singing, mm-hmm. I would go to that concert. I would go to that concert. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we've agreed. We've fixed BlizzCon. BlizzCon, you know Royal Light's contact information. You can find her on Twitter. You could have had this con- convention. You didn't have it. I, I think they're happened? probably pretty happy that they're not having a fairy dragon Blitzcott. <laughs> I think I think that I think that this human bias that is dominating these games and these communities just needs to stop. And this will be the podcast against human bias. Ooh, okay, I'm sorry. We're going to introduce a whole new level of fairy bias. All right, we're gonna take over this world, right? Yes, yes, it starts next week. All right, so let's talk no more fantasy, let's talk reality. Brightwing, who did you eat today? Well, apparently, I didn't, I I don't get to be asked this. Oh, yes, that's right, because I have prepared something special for you. Oh, yes, I have. I have poached I have poached Dalem Artanis. Now if you have not seen Dalem oh. Artanis, yeah. He is dripping in Zerg blood. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to what that would taste like. So, well, let me get you let me just uh, cut out a thigh cuz I know you you are a thigh girl 
And wait, like, wait. It hmm? does his thigh have the Zerg blood on it, or isn't it his arm? Well, it's all over him. So let me just pull up my. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I'm having to try and. You know what? I'll I'll just go ahead and cut you off some shoulder. Okay. So, yeah, I see. Oh, so, oh, I see. Okay. So let's let's just cut you off a bit of poached Dela Martanis. Okay. And take a bite. Hmm. I'm surprised how chewy it is. I would have expected it to be more stringy. Protoss always seem to me like they're stringy folks. Surprisingly chewy. You know when Art when Artanis does his dash in, if you polymorph him, his dash stops. Well, what I'm wondering is how the Zerg blood is affecting because it was like he was marinating in this for a while, right? Yep. Mm. And we poached him in it. Mm. Well, I you know what? I would definitely have this again. Mm. It gives it gets a wing up from me. Wings up on the on the Dela Martanis. By the way, Dela Martanis is one of the few kind of interesting skins Artanis has. Most of his skins are a little uninspired. I, I, you know what, it is. And when I was flipping through his skins and I saw that, I was like, oh wow, he's covered in blood and he has Zeratul's thingy. Yeah. Like, what is that called? Uh, side blades. Yeah, like poor Zeratul. Oh, you mean his his uh his tendrils in the back of his head cut off? What? If you look at any other skin, he's got that long braid in the back <gasps> of his head. Oh. But in the um in the Dalem skin, it's been cut off. Gotcha. I didn't notice that either. But there's I mean, something about that in in Starcraft. I don't know. I don't. I care about I thought loss. because he had Zeratul's psi blade it's because mm -hmm. Zeratul had fallen and died in battle and probably every starcraft lore nerd is going to be like what are you talking about but yeah, yeah. I, I thought that's that this was like the Zeratul is dead skin yeah. well let's be honest nobody really cares about protoss <laughs> or zerg zerg are the fairy dragons of the starcraft universe mm-hmm all right, let's move on to our community spotlight. And Brightwing is going to tell us all about Not Belial. Not Belial. Okay. He is quite the character. So for those of you who don't visit Reddit, uh, Not Belial comes out with like these leaks. And uh, they're just funny jokes or pranks that seem real. But then you see that it comes from Not Blyle, and then you know it's a joke. So Not Blyle is, of course, the Lord of Lies, or the Demon of Lies, excuse me. And so he's telling you that he's Not Blyle. <laughs> anyway, so what he had done recently was really funny. You know, the Master Rings just came out. And so his thread was called, We Did It, Reddit mastery b steps and then you open it up and you see a picture of the mastery b steps of the different colors and uh it was a really funny joke a lot of people were laughing about it because then they're like oh you really got me i thought they were coming out with mastery b steps and then i saw it was from not belial um so and he does these sort of things all the time. Everyone's kind of expecting him to do something big for BlizzCon, like some big fake leak joke. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to shine the community spotlight on him and his work and his funny ideas and the joy he brings to the, and laughter that he brings to the community. Not Belial is a reason to read Reddit and saying something from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. That brings us to almost the end of the show. Let's talk about where you can find us. Royalite, you've been pretty active over on your Twitter. Yes. Um, I have to say that for all the people who are like, the cadence is so slow and uh, dead game, blah, blah, blah. I'm having trouble keeping up with everything that's coming out. And, and that's pretty surprising. I, I thought that 
this podcast would struggle to find topics sometimes. And I have been wrong about that. We have like a, a secret little document full of ideas and stuff that we don't even get to. We may never touch that document. (laughs) We just don't get to it because there's not enough time. But anyway, so you can find me on Twitter at Royalite. And I am tweeting furiously about all the the news and uh, what's going on and events with Heroes of the Storm. You can find me at Ann underscore Elise, and you can find the show at Q for Fun. Both of them have been pretty quiet this month. It's been a really hard October. I'm not going to go into specifics here. You can read my Twitter to find out all about it. And it's been very rough. But I'm hoping that things are going to get better and that we're all going to be in a better place. So uh, if you have any questions for us, if you'd like to be on the show, email us at Q for Fun. And now we have to talk about something. We have not talked about this, and we are not going to go into detail about what happened with Hearthstone Grandmasters. If you don't know, you can go and find out about it. You can read all about Blitzchung. He's been in major He's put out his own statement. And there's been a lot that's happened and a lot of blowback and Blizzard retracting some things. We're not going to go into detail. I will say you should go watch Taliesin and Evatol's videos or listen to any of the shows by AMOVE TV or Frog Pants, especially the Angry Chicken, because they cover uh, Hearthstone. And the instance, because you will hear really good discussion from Scott Johnson, Garrett Weinzerl, and Patrick Beja. And you can also listen to the fantastic discussion that Ben Baumhofer and John Jagger had an Azeroth Roundtable, and that gets my highest recommendation. Those guys are wicked smart. They don't give themselves enough credit, and you should absolutely go listen to them and the conversation they had about it. It's really worth your time, and I just wanted to thank both of them for the, for the conversation they had. I am always floored by Ben and John whenever I get a chance to listen to Azeroth Roundtable, but we're going to let all of the discussion about Blitzchung and the Hearthstone Grandmasters and Blizzard and China just stand. And we're going to simply say the eight words that need to be said. Liberate Hong Kong, the revolution of our time. Royalite, lead us out. May the core fall in your favor.